PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Gentlemen, welcome to episode 447 of Cinema Crespedi. So, I'm your host, Christopher Crespo. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Thanks for, for jumping in on, on this episode. I guess maybe you're just anxious to hear as much content on the Green Knight as possible. Well, we're happy to indulge in that one. Uh, if this is your 447th episode, uh, welcome. You skipped out on all the bonus episodes. Weird, but you're here. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Well, some people can't listen to all the bonus episodes. You know what? Now the bonus episodes are on patreon.com slash crossbody.store for the last couple of years. So if you sign up there, you got to hear them. But if you don't sign up, then you miss out on the episodes that we do on, like, the Batman movies or uh, a bunch of uh, Van Damme stuff. And we just did a John Woo movie for the first time. And we're having fun. It's a good time over there. Patreon.com slash Crespo Diso. Drew Stacogbrin, how are you? I'm here. I know. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for showing up another week. Mm-hmm. I'll drink to that. What, one of these weeks is just not going to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. It's like uh, Thanos or Iron Man or Death in Texas. <laughs> death in, in Texas. Death in Texas, right? That's uh-huh, yeah. That, yeah. That's inevitable. Uh-huh, correct. Death in Texas. <laughs> Guys, we are here to talk about the movie The Green Knight. We're also going to talk about some other stuff that we've seen, maybe on TV or movies we've watched or things we've read. That's called the media diet. And then in the second half, we have a whole bunch of news stories that run the gamut from sexy time to uh, the crime log. We got a new segment, Drew. The crime log. It's the crime log. So, I mean. What kind of log we talk? We talk about oak maple. It's one of those ones. It's one of those ones that's like branded like a fast food place, so it smells like whatever fast food they're known for. Okay. So you could get like a KFC crime log, yeah. and then you burn it. And say, mm, fried chicken and crime. <laughs> I, would, I bet that smells pretty good. Probably that's well, good. I mean, depending on the crime. That's true. If it's arson, depends where. <laughs> the crime is always arson. That it smells like it's a. It's our cheap way to get out of it. I've always wanted one of those scented logs. There's a couple of those, like, gimmicky scented logs. I had logs. no idea. Well, I mean, I, oddly enough, I grew up in a house with a fireplace. Despite but it, being a Floridian. But it being Florida, it didn't get used maybe about yeah. twice in my lifetime. I grew up in north, north <coughs> northern houses that did have fireplaces. Very, very rarely used them. Fireplaces are a pain in the ass. Got soot everywhere. Fire. Who's, who's going to clean this shit up? I mean, you. Uh, no way, man. I'll get soot all over the place. The worst idea is to give that job to a child. No, you tell the child to like, clean the doorknobs and stuff like that and, and handrails for the Well, then why were kids such good chimney sweeps back in the day? That's for the actual chimney itself. Oh, inside the chimney? I don't even know how <laughs> we do that. No, we just let the birds take care of that. The pigeons. Uh, that's, that's what the kids were for. <laughs> Pre-labor laws. <laughs> we're talking Mary Poppins days. When Yondu was up there with the... With the Dick Van Dyke, mm-hmm. the Blank Van Blank, Blank Van Blank is right. Yeah, can't so. say those words, guys. It's 2021. We can't say words like Dick or Dyke. 
Wait, I just did them. I'll, put, <laughs> I'll, I'll bleep them out later, guys. Oh, boy. We're all over the place already. The Green Knight is the latest Arthurian tale to hit theaters. Uh, of course, movies about Arthur, surrounding Arthur, anything involving Arthur, make tons of money. For example, uh, Transformers, the last one that's not the last night i'm pretty sure the last night yeah there we go they even put night in the title come (laughs) on they were like we got merlin we got excalibur we can do this um so does the green knight is as exciting as a transformers movie i don't know guys it's missing it's missing a transformer or two i mean it's definitely it's missing at least one or two you go with me i mean seeing how it has zero so right exactly so uh i mean not to say that there aren't giant beings of some sort there are giant beings of some sort. Don't expect them to transform or actually really do anything. But <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. If you they're, want, they're there. If you want to see a, a giant titty, I mean, is it still a giant titty? It's a small titty, but it's a giant one. It's, so is it still small because it's, it's giant? It's like perspective, guys. <laughs> it's all about perspective. The Green Knight. No Transformers. No, no Transformers. So not holding that against it. What did you think? Uh, I mean, it was not the movie I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It was a little more, uh, what is it? What is it? A little, more, <laughs> a, little, a little more what? What were you thinking? I don't know. Maybe a little more wandery. Mm. I mean, I knew it was going to be, you know, A Knight's Tale. There was going to be things about it. The journey is emphasized. Yeah. Well, I think it has a lot. It's truly a journey. I mean, it definitely has way more to do with the journey than the destination. Absolutely. It's all about the, the side quests and the... The losing items and picking up items and and talking to people and whatnot or things maybe even and jizzing on stuff and jizzing <laughs> the jizziest Arthurian movie ever for sure at least that I've seen I mean yeah I don't remember any jizz in King Arthur <laughs> Legend of the Storm maybe maybe if Guy Ritchie's King Arthur movie or the one with Owen uh, Clive, Owen. Clive Owen Clive Owen Wilson if. <laughs> That's a weird face. <laughs> put those together. Maybe if those movies had more jizz in them, <laughs> we'd be more apt to like. Well, oh, I mean, yeah, wow. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, just come on. No. Most on-screen jism I've seen since it's Call a, Me by Your Name. I was gonna say I didn't see a killer on a big screen. I mean, I didn't see it on a big screen either. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So what was the last time you seen jizz on a big screen? On a big screen. Moonlight. Technically, it's like smeared in sand. Yeah, <laughs> probably moonlight. <laughs> We need, what I'm saying is we need more jizz. Uh, what do you think they use? Conditioner? Like hair conditioner? I don't know. I don't know. It definitely doesn't look like condition. It definitely looked like, you know, like maybe two fluids mixed like, you know, what semen actually is. Sure. So. Sure. I'm just saying sometimes, uh, you know, certain conditioners squirt my hand. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that looks familiar. <laughs> As you <laughs> put it into your hair. my hair. <laughs> Hmm, it is softer now. Uh, it is a I don't say slower pace, but no, it's it, definitely slower pace. I mean, but no, then, you, then you, advertised. You do want to say that? Then advertised, right? I mean, it's two hours too, and over two hours. I don't. I don't. It's two hours and ten minutes. I want to say I felt the whole two hours and ten minutes, but you definitely, it, when it slows down, you feel it. Yeah, sure, absolutely. It takes its time. It has its own pace. Yeah, and that's fine. And. Uh, the the ta- like the journey of the character is maybe less Joseph Campbell, Heart of Darkness, mm-hmm. heroic that type of journey. It's a different sort of journey with a different sort of outcome. An interesting outcome, actually. Yeah. 
Actually, I, I do like the ending. Yeah, the ending was good. I really like the ending. But I can also, it's again one of these movies where I see this ending happening, and then oh. the movie ends, and then I can see people being like, What the fuck? What is, what is, come on, this mm-hmm. is a bunch of oh, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Because people like, um, you know, things wrapped up in a nice little bow and things like that. Ambiguity. People do not like ambiguity. I don't mind it. Yeah. From no, time to time. No, I, if, if as long as it's done well. If it's done well. Um, and then I don't think it's ambiguous. I think the journey that we're supposed to see, like that is completed. Journey yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and then it ends. And people are like, what? I'm like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think it's a good movie. I liked it. I think I, it looks great. It, it looks gorgeous. It's yeah. it's arty as shit. Very very arty. It's a very arty film. No, and it's uh, I mean, it's Arthurian. What what's that considered? Um, that type because it's like um, not Shakespearean. No, but it's like the closest thing we had to what would be sort of seen as like a classic storytelling, um, adult minded. Obviously, no. when we when we went to see the movie, and there were a bunch of. Every trailer was R-rated, and they all were like, R-rated for violence and grisly images and death and gore. Blah. I was like... Damn, what kind of movie am I getting into? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what is The Green Knight rated? I didn't think about it. What is this movie rated? And then I pulled it up on my phone, and it's like, oh, shit, this thing's rated R. Fuck yeah, it is. No kidding. For jism. Um, and then it's pretty yeah, It's got some jisms. Uh, at least one... We got a... The puppet beheadings are super funny. Yeah, they're uh, hilarious. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of how much dismemberment is in this movie. Uh, not really a lot. Yeah, it gets kind of There's... violent, but not not overly. No, just a little bit. That I mean, happens it's, technically, like... it's fantasy violence. Yeah, it is. Arthur King Arthur's not real. <laughs> so I, you know what I did like? I like that. Uh, like everything is there. Arthur, Guinevere, the roundish table. It's got like a it's a horseshoe table. No. Uh, Excalibur, right? The all of Excalibur. Merlin, creepy old Merlin. They're creep, all... creep. Well, not really old Merlin. He's like, maybe he's like 50s. Yeah. Looks like, okay, mm-hmm. still creep. Still creep. Yeah, creepy yeah. Merlin. Oh, yeah. But Exc- Excalibur, though, but I, I do love what they did with uh, the lighting when Excalibur. Like, it wasn't really special effects per se, but yeah. it kind of was. It, it was just a lit. Yeah, it was just like being smart with the lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, Camelot. Mm-hmm. It's all there. It's all there. Yeah. All there. None of it is said, except for Sir Gawain. He's, he, he's <laughs> the only one. How do they say Gawain? Weren't they saying Salmouse? Well, I'll say, I think they're. I think they're just relying heavily on their Gawain. N- natural accents. Yeah. So G- Gawain. W- w- one of us is like Gerwain. Gerwain. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be Wayne so I could let's do a, a Gerwain's world joke, hmm. but uh, I, 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 they weren't saying Gawain as much as I wanted for my personal taste. Um. I do like how none of it is labeled. No. So if you know what these things are, and then it's also not even like shots where it's like, eh, 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 eh. Yeah, no. it's never like that. It's just these things exist. They are what they are. If you know, if you know what they're going for, then you'll yeah. understand. Yeah. If you, if you'll you, understand the importance of some of this. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, if oh, not, oh, then it's just a, a, mm. a, a dude gets a sword from an old man. Well, that old man's fucking King Arthur. Well, even, even within <laughs> the context of that scene, though, it's not just dude gets a sword from an old man. It's like dude gets a sword from the king. No. You're like, oh, wow, he's getting the king's sword. This is symbolically very important. But if you know it's a caliber, like, oh, shit, got that from the lady in the water. <laughs> that stuff. I saw the Monty Python skit. Got that shit from some tart in a pond. Some tart in a pond. <laughs> some tart in a pond handing out swords. <laughs> Go around begging. 
That is, that's some good it's stuff. Fucking hilarious. Should we just rewatch Holy Grail? <laughs> it's been a while. I think it's been oh. long enough now that I can rewatch Holy Grail because I fucked but, it out for myself. We've but we've talked about this, Chris. If we talk about Holy Grail, all we're gonna do is sit there and we're just gonna quote the entire movie and yeah. the movie's gonna be over. Yeah, and, no one, and, then, and then the show's gonna be over. And that's also, it. yeah, and also yeah. no one likes that. That's just <laughs> Guys sitting around going knee like no 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 my <laughs> podcast over see you guys in seven days yeah, exactly. when we release episode four forty eight the Green Knight is um pretty ambitious oh definitely you know definitely and um, not trying to be a crowd pleaser without no, it, I think without being overly overly arty you know what I mean well yeah and I mean they definitely had. Uh, pick the right main character because it, for all intents and purposes Sir Gawain's not like the most likable dude which is like yeah, as a character which is the, <laughs> yeah the, the apparently part of what drew the writer director to it David Lowry and part of why he cast Dev Patel it works it's because well this guy's gotta be likable and the motherfucker it, looks good with the beard looks great with the beard and <laughs> what is like uh Later, when he's like aged up a bit, and oh, stuff, dude, when he looks like an old man, Night King, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, this guy looks like a badass, <laughs> he does. When Slumdogger really never becomes such a badass, what's going I, on here? I don't know, somebody give him somebody give him a beard and turn him into a villain, please. Yeah, so we're all, oh, but that's the thing. Now you're talking like, um, he said in an interview recently that he doesn't want to do, or for at least a while, he doesn't want to do bad guy stuff, not even bad guy stuff, just um, blockbuster stuff. He doesn't want to do anything big or broad. That's fine. Because those are projects that get you, you know, like, his last one was uh, the Avatar, Last Airbender. What do they call it? They just call it Last Airbender, M. Shyamalan's old Last Airbender. You didn't see it? No. It's a bad movie. That's, that's, what that's, a, that's an epically yeah. bad movie. That's I, why when people I like, wasn't into the cartoons. So yeah, well, why what, the fuck would I want to see the movie? No, I mean, I was just like, it's a kung fu movie with magic. Uh, like when people are like, it's old bad. I'm like, have you seen the last Airbender? Because <laughs> that changes. That changes. That, <laughs> that changes your perspective of bad. Yeah, that sh- that shifts the Overton window <laughs> on what a bad M Night Shyamalan is or isn't movie is. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, um. He's an interesting actor, and I would like to see him in more, you know, showy mainstream stuff for sure. But I don't know if that's necessarily going to be happening that much. I'm okay with that. Uh, but yeah, he's, I like I like that. But so Alicia Vikander. Let's throw him into the John Wick series. <laughs> yeah, why not? Come on. <laughs> We're all having fun over here, uh, Dev. <laughs> well, you can be you can be a fun guy. Yeah, throw a couple punches. Uh, Vikander's good in it. No. Uh, although she does say du- la- she says lady a couple times yeah. in a funny way that made me whatever. Like, it, else like some weird Irish accent. Yeah, all of a sudden she was going like, la- la- <laughs> the way she pronounced lady was strange. But she's good in... In both roles. In both roles. Dual, dual role, which is interesting. And uh, Joe Edgerton. Shows up. He shows up for a bit. Australian playing English. That works out fine, actually. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. They, they can cross over pretty uh-huh. easy. Uh, apparently for, like, in Australia, they have their version. Like, no one wants to do the American accent. Like, they do the English accent in England. They do the Australian accent. They all just make fun of America and our and our accent. Well, of course, because we're, we're the ones that we're the redheaded stepchildren. We broke away. We broke away first. UK, uh, yeah, first. Take that. <laughs> Take that, Australia. By uh, in our style. Uh, and besides, their their entire country was you know founded by 
criminals. So you bunch of dang criminals who took over land from indigenous people. Actually, well, you're stuck on the beaches. Wait a minute, that's exactly what we did too here in America. Oh yeah, we're a bunch of criminals. <laughs> well, I, they, well, not really. They, they weren't criminals. A bunch of religious extremists. Yeah, who got kicked out for being too, too like you guys suck, man. Yeah, <laughs> for being too uptight. You guys. Suck. You guys are really buzz killers. You, you know, why don't you get the fuck out of here? You know what? There's some new land on the <laughs> side of the water. I think they're. I think they're just. Giving I, th- away. I think it'd be good for you. I think they're just giving away plots if you want to develop it. <laughs> Turn into a church. Turn into a church. Um, Green Knight, pretty good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, but like you said, I think based on the marketing, it's not uh, necessarily what we were sold. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, it's- that's fine. They could have cut a more accurate trailer to really convey the style and the mood of the movie more, and then I would have been more, okay, yeah, let's get into this moody... Uh, journey. Yeah, this moody, <laughs> dark journey of a, of, a, of a guy, of a dickhead, who's just trying to be less of a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. And Barry Keoghan shows up with, and, with weird face. Yeah, old Barry Keoghan shows up. Like, he... Not trustworthy in a single movie. No! Even, I'm not sure if he's trustworthy in real life. Yeah, he's too shifty. He's way too shifty. <laughs> And um, also, like, if you got a thing where your big reveal is that your animal, you got an animal character that has, like, one speaking seat at the very end. And you use it in the don't, trailer. Don't put it in the marketing. <laughs> don't put it in the Expecting, like, I'm ex- the entire time I'm expecting that motherfucker to talk. Like, is he going to talk now? Is, is it? Is he going to talk? And it's at the very, very end. And he's like, he speaks, and then he runs off. And that was it. Like, that's it. I wanted a full-on, like, Phantasm Mr. Fox crossover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we got sold the bill of goods a little bit on that there, to be fair. Um, yeah, Green, Green Knight gets like a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah it gets a thumbs up. Um, let's get in some media diets uh, this week. Just to Cogburn, so I'm taking advantage of my Criterion app. They got some good stuff on there. They added a neo noir list of movies. Okay, that's like twenty something movies long. And I, they and what they do is on this app they curate these movie lists. You know, based on a genre or a director, an actor, anything, and they will make trailers for them. Uh, so I watched the trailer for the neo-noir thing, and I was like, man, this all looks so good. And then, of like the 20-something movies, I had already seen eight or nine of them, and they're all they're all great movies that I love. There you go. That I unabashedly, lo- like, blowouts on that list, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I, I just need to start watching movies off this list, and I've just been going through them, the ones that I haven't seen, and then uh, the lowest runtime, just the shortest ones. I'm building. I'm building up to the see how far I can get them. Uh, I watched this one. It was a Robert Mitchum movie from the '70s called uh, "Farewell, My Lovely," where he he's a Philip Marlowe character, the private eye. So it's got this voiceover the whole time. It's like I'm I'm holed up in this rundown motel, blah blah. Uh, very hard boiled. A lot of fun. Really really cool movie. Uh, Superman two. The uh, Zod and his cronies got the girl. Then you got the big dude, uh, like Ugg or Ud, whatever his name is. That guy is in this movie, For Well, My Lovely. It's his first role. He's a, a boxer turned actor. So he's this giant guy with hands that are like cover your entire face, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So he's very intimidating whenever he, like someone tries to walk away from him. He just grabs his shoulder and, and leans and He's like, hey, pal, I was talking to you. And uh, he hires uh, the private eye to find his girlfriend because he just gets out of prison. So it's like... My girl hasn't talked to me in six years or whatever. I want to find her. And, uh, oh, it's very... Uh, some of these characters are very racist. Yeah. But it's also, well, it's also set in the 70s. 40s. It's a 70s movie that's set, set in the 40s. 40s. It's even worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just the, the casual racism yeah. where they used um, a specific slur that 
when they first said it, I was like, is this is that the name is that the name of the establishment? Like I don't know. Is that supposed to be? And then another character then uses the word later again. I was like, oh no, that's a slur. Yeah, that's bad. If it has definitely fallen out of quote fashion. Yeah. But it's like, that's an old time slur. <laughs> and then later another character just straight up uses the N word. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I get I get it now. Okay, these are all bad people. But it's also it's a neo noir like underbelly. Everyone sucks in this yeah. in this world. Philip Marlowe is your uh moral compass and he oh boy, he's a drunk. He's bad. Great movie. Really enjoyed it. From 1975. Um, and then I watched from 1991, this movie Homicide, where I've been wanting to rewatch... Life on the Streets? Close! Almost. It is a cop movie. It's Homicide Department. It's David Mamet. And I've been wanting to rewatch like Spartan and Red Belt and uh, you know all these Spanish prisoner. Spartan's great. Oh, Spartan's so good. It's so good. Mm. Heist with Gene Hackman, Del Orlando fantastic movie I've been wanting to rewatch these State and Maine's a great one uh, but he also has a bunch of things that I haven't seen and Homicide is one of them it was on this fucking list I'm gonna watch the goddamn movie Joe Mantania is a cop he's a Jewish cop in New York William H. Macy is his partner in this uh, Homicide division actually it's not New York it's an unnamed city and uh, he gets caught up in this case about this lady this Jewish lady who runs a who owns a candy store like a corner store and she gets murdered he picks up the case like by almost by accident and uh turns out it's all tied to like zionists who are running guns uh against palestinians and shit at the time so it gets really deep on that stuff another movie still going on yeah it's that shit's still going on and, <laughs> and it's another movie where uh there are characters in it that get racist or bigoted like casually and uh, but the, that's also such the point of this film because it's a, a lot of it's about Jewish identity and like one guy he talks to one uh, guy who's studying like what's that the numbers not Kabbalah but it's like in Pi when it was talking about the numbers and Judaism and all that and the letters and mm-hmm. stuff and Hebrew uh, he's like here he hands him a piece of paper like here check this out look at that and Joe Mantini looks at us like I can't I can't read this he's like but aren't you Jewish he's like yeah I'm Jewish but I, I can't read this <laughs> and he's like you're Jewish and you can't read Hebrew? Oh, he shakes that so disappointed. <laughs> and then Mantain is such a good actor that he's like, so, oh, so well bashed. Like this tough homicide cop who then now feels... Uh, he's not Jewish enough. Yeah, so it's like about <laughs> identity and loyalty and usefulness. Is he even useful in his role either as a cop now or as a, a, as a Jewish person? Um, it's a very, very good, really, really well made, interesting movie. And the William H. Macy, he's a fucking... He turns it on a couple times, this thing. Like, he's just like a little guy with a mustache. Yeah, that's what makes me see. Then all of a sudden, he starts acting insane. Like, holy shit. This guy's nuts. Um, and then Body Double uh, is a Brian De Palma movie that whenever I see the title, I always conflate it in my head with Dress to Kill, the mm-hmm. Michael Caine one where he's a, a, a therapist. Uh, cross-dressing therapist? Trampoline. Try and put it properly. Uh, Body Double is wild because it's super De Palma. It's sleazy as fuck. It's all about voyeurism, uh, uh, sexy dancing, the porn industry. Uh, yeah, like it gets directly into some, this guy goes sort of undercover into the porn industry to meet a person, to get information. Sleaze-tastic. Oh, man, it's good. It's some, <laughs> This is some good De Palma shit. Um, he made it right after Blowout. And uh, oh, I recommend it. There's a lot, a lot of fun. Melanie Griffith. Is in it? Pretty young Melanie Griffith. And then uh, on the Disney app, I, I wanted to watch Tron and then Tron Legacy. Like, not even the whole thing. I just wanted to watch some of Tron. Yeah. 
watched the beginning of Tron Legacy. I was just in the Tron mood the other night. I was like, it's Disney. Disney has it. So I watched Tron. Half watched it. I was not TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, Tron Legacy. And I go and pull it up. Not there. Oh. It's not on the fucking Disney app. Yeah. And then I went to see if I could stream it. It's not you can't stream it anywhere. Well, there you, you, go. Can, you can rent it, but you can't stream it. Oh, so <coughs> I got like eight not streaming on that subscriptions. Rotation. Oh, what? The bullshit. I was like, come on, Disney. You failed me. I really wanted to watch just the first like 30, 40 minutes of that goddamn nope. movie. Fail. Uh, but Tron, I did rewatch Tron. Some of that, the design of that stuff is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, the movie itself it's is pretty bad. Yeah. It's incoherent. It makes sense for like 40 minutes and then the deeper they get into the computer world it's like wait a second what's going on with that? It, no, it's, yeah. yeah it gets pretty it gets pretty crazy. Um, but it's fine. It's fine. So I, I've been watching a lot of like neo-noir stuff this week and uh, it's been good. I've been enjoying it the hell out of it. I'm nice. gonna, probably going to try to watch a couple more off this list before I inevitably get bored with it like I do everything and move on to something else. Uh, how about you Drew? What have you been watching this week? Uh, so I watched, I watched, uh, QT8 first, the first eight, uh, it's Quentin, a documentary on stars about, uh, Quentin Tarantino's first eight movies. QT8. The first eight. On stars? Yeah. What happened? Is that not working for you? There we go. There we go. Piece of shit. Goddamn. It happens. Preamp. No, it's old. It's old piece of shit. QT8 on stars. (laughs) Is it just... A single documentary? Yeah, it's a single documentary about the first uh, eight movies. There's so, so, like 90 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, I think about 90 minutes. They got, you know, interviews with people, blah, 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 you know, the whole documentary shit. And uh, good, good stuff? Yeah. Was, yeah. Interesting, informative. All right. And obviously it goes up to, if it's QT8, it's going up to Hateful Eight. Yes. I'm sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense that they would do that. Yeah. Um. Okay, on Stars, Guys, Stars is fun. You should get on that shit. Uh, on the Red Box, I rented Wrath of Man. Let's hear it, Drew. What do you think? It was, it, it was what it was. It was indeed. Yeah, it is. It is indeed what it was. I mean, Guy Ritchie's made worse movies. I've seen them for sure. So for sure, he's made much worse movies. He's like, also made better movies. This one is just so like middle of the road, down the middle. Like where are all the jokes? Usually, these movies are fun. It wasn't really that. It's not that fun of a movie. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Uh, I mean, uh, Jason Statham's character wasn't very funny. No, at all. he wasn't no funny. At very all. serious. Yeah, that scene where they're all going through like the the like that. What was that? Like a snuff house or something? Or yeah, like this is weirdly dark. I mean, it's super even, dark. Even for what but the he movie, fucking kills everybody. Yeah, even for what the movie is like, this got really dark. And then he does like uh, totally execute everyone. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Wrath of Man is oh, I'm, I'm a. I'm a truck driver. And then I watch a bunch of uh, documentaries on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of them, Have a Good Trip, Adventures in Psychedelics. <laughs> it, it's basically just a bunch of celebrities, both major and minor, talking about their experiences with hallucinogens. All right. Like all hallucinogens? Or were they focusing I mean, yeah. on just... Yeah. No, just all, all hallucinogens. Oh, wow. Yeah. Any surprising people bubbled up in there? Uh, I'm surprised at how long they spent with Sting. <laughs> oh, yeah. For whatever reason. Good old tantric sting. Yeah, uh-huh. He, he's like, well, let me tell you, you know, we go to ayahuasca one time, I mix it with the peyote, we, we, the, I mesh it together in a mortar, we made a tea, and then we had sex for hours. <laughs> so, sounds about right. All right. No. All right yeah, yeah good, good for you, Sting. That, how many hours do you come up with Dream, Dreaming of Blue Turtle, or whatever that fucking jazz album thing that he came out with? Is. I ever, don't know. You ever hear that thing? No. 
put on a whole like jazz. When, rock when Sting album. went solo, I I let him go solo. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 now we know. Now we know why he was chasing that peyote high. Yeah, probably chasing that peyote. Uh, also on Netflix, uh, a movie called The Black Godfather. It's about this guy Clarence Avant. Okay. And how he, you know, like single handedly. Did all this stuff in the world of uh, black entertainment and sports and this, that, the other. Like, he became Hank Aaron's manager right before he did all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he started a bunch of record labels and movie stuff and this, that, the other. Like, he's directly responsible for a lot of popular culture. So Hank Aaron, what is that? Was Hank Aaron was He's the seventies? He, he was basically a kingmaker. He's basically a kingmaker. And this is the sixties, seventies. Yeah. yeah, they go, they they go, 50s? They, they talk with everybody. He's been around since like the, he's like professionally doing stuff since like the forties or fifties. Okay, yeah, and they've got interviews with people that he's worked with all the way up to. Kamala Harris. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and of course Obama's there. He's like, Clarence Avant, the man everybody knows. <laughs> Everyone knows Clarence? He's the rock. <laughs> He's a great man. Yeah. Uh, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it is. And it's a Netflix one? Netflix documentary, yeah. Hour and a half, two hours again? Yeah, two hours. These things are all like roughly the same. Mm-hmm. If a documentary is over two hours, you're like, what the fuck are they? Well, are, I mean, must, are we reading the Pentagon Papers? Word for I was word? about to say, it must be some pretty involved shit if we're going over two yeah, hours. Yeah, over two is like quite a bit. Um, that's that's demanding a lot. But Black Godfather, that sounds good. Yeah. It was, very the, could you tell it was like produced for Netflix, that type of thing? I think a it was, Netflix yeah. Like an, enough, yeah. Yeah. Really but they had access stuff. to everybody because they've been doing a bunch of these like music documentaries recently. Yeah, with like uh, you know Clive Davis and this, mm. that, the other, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Quincy Jones, both of whom were in the same backgrounds from their Netflix documentaries. So they, <laughs> they just used some of that footage. Yeah, and this shit. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Quincy, while we're talking about your life, can we talk about Clive real quick? Yeah, sure. <laughs> can we talk about Clarence real quick? Yeah, 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 yeah we can we do that too. Sure, <laughs> That's so smart. Yeah, <laughs> so smart. So. Okay, Black Golf, I'll get the thumbs up. Uh, also on Netflix, Biggie, I got a story to tell. Ooh. It's basically, uh, it was uh, like a documentary on the Notorious B.I.G. Uh, any good? I mean, I only knew about, you know, his music career. Yeah. And then, you know, he dies. And yes. then the aftermath. Yes. I didn't know anything before the music career, so I got to... Find out a little bit more about that. So, like his childhood and stuff like that. Yeah, it was interesting. Growing up in the suburbs of Jersey, uh, and going going to Jamaica like for like once for like a week every year, and how oh, that nice. introduced him to different types of music. His first mixtape was recorded over uh, Toto's Africa beat, the beat for Toto's Africa. <laughs> oddly enough, that's fun. So. It's a good if story. you want to hear uh, a, a, good beat. a really young Biggie rapping over Toto's Africa, <laughs> it's fu- fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that does sound cool. That sounds like a good one. Uh, did you prefer, were you a Biggie or a Tupac gang? I was both. You were both. You didn't give a shit about no rivalry. No. Like, I'll just, I just like, I like, I just I like, like I, them both. I, I like both of their music. Yeah, why do we got to choose one or the other? Why, uh-huh. why do both sides got to hate for? I don't understand that, right? They're both cool. You guys are cool. How can we have heard from them in a while? Because they're both dead. Oh. <laughs> what? This is how I find out. 
Yeah, you're way late on that one, Chris. Damn. Man, hopefully the cops are looking into it. And then last but certainly not least, uh, on D+, I watched Marvel Studios Assembled, colon, Making of Loki. Is that any good? Yeah. The, the, the entire series is good. They, they've done three. Because they've every, done one for each show, yeah, right? I I've, I've watched all three of them. Have you, I haven't bothered all, watching them. They're all good. They're all good? How long are they? Like an hour, hour and a half? Uh, hour, hour, right. between forty-five minutes and an hour. Yeah, that's. I mean, right. if you watch right. that fucking the the Star Wars gallery making yeah, of the Mandalorian, Mandalorian. <clears throat> it's yeah. the same thing except it's 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 not you know six episodes. You're not going episode by episode, and this time you're going series by series. Sure. Okay. Smart how they have these things queued up so when the series ends, they drop that the week after to sort of keep the conversation going for another week to extend it a bit. Very smart. Yeah. Um, they, so I mean, they go into Alligator Loki yeah. and everything. And, yeah. and, and this one's actually, like, way more, I think, like, personal than the rest of them. Yeah. Like, it's narrated by Tom Hiddleston, and Ooh. he's, like, they they do, it's it's very in line with the show itself. It, they talk about time a lot, and people's perspective of it, yeah. and this, that, the other, and blah, blah, blah. Do you talk to Owen Wilson? He's in like half this thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yeah. No. It's it, if if you like the Loki show, you'll yeah. like the making of okay. documentary. Shit, I'm gonna have to it's watch it because I do I do like the Loki show quite oh. a bit. I think it's a great damn show. Uh, all right. Well, I will I will watch it. Yeah. You convince me. They talked to Richard E. Grant and everybody. Goddamn MVP Richard E. Grant. <laughs> he's so good. You talk about how you wanted a muscle suit, you didn't get it. They do that talk was, about that. Was it. that his thing? They yeah. talk about it. Yeah, he did that in interviews. Where he was like, "I wanted a muscle suit. Now I look like Kermit, <laughs> I look like Kermit the Frog." I'm like, "You got to rely on your magic, uh, Richard. That's what he does." He was so he was so angry. Um. Okay. All right. That's some good stuff there. That's some good stuff. Anything else we got? No, it was everything. Yes. Yeah, oh, and I've been messing around with watching um, the updated. Uh, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam series on Netflix. Like yeah. I've just been kind of clicking it, through them. There it, is it re sad. is it remastered or re or redone reboot? It, well, uh, I mean they've got new stuff in there. Yeah, and they've got the old movies. I'm not sure if they're remastered. Yeah, because I know they got, were, I know they got the early '80s stuff on. But there. as of as of right now, my favorite's still Gundam Wing for whatever reason. The stuff that they played the, in the '90s uh, that we saw in the yeah. '90s was that made in the '80s still. I have no I have idea. no idea. Right, can't. Time was different. But it is then. nowhere near as good as it. At least the ones that I've been watching, it's not as good as I remember it being when I was super high in high school. And it's also you're super high and in high school. Yeah. So you've grown up a bit since then. You know, it, it, it's, <laughs> unfortunately, it happens. You know, it sucks. But it Giant happens. space robots aren't as cool as they used to they be. They used to be. I mean, we've seen so many of them now. We've seen so many. Uh, okay, we are going to take a break. What is this voice? I don't know, but we're going to write it into the half. I'm going to tell you now we'll be back with an email for Drusel Cogman to read. And we don't have any comments on the Facebook group, but that's fine. Because that just means people are using the group less. Because people are using Facebook less. Because Facebook is trash. Drusel Cogman's looking around the room. He's confused. He's wondering where this voice is coming from. I just keep losing audio. Uh, we're going to have to change this audio jack at the half. And then we'll be back with more stuff. Taking pictures can be a real snap when you have a camera that does all the work for you. That's the Minolta Freedom K camera, and it's on sale right now in our camera department. This camera does it all. 
It's focus-free, worry-free. It loads the film, winds it ahead after each picture, and rewinds it at the end of the roll. And it has a built-in flash. Just $59.97 for the Minolta K Freedom Camera. But hurry if you want to picture yourself with these great savings, because the sale ends Saturday. special means the rest of the episode is 50% off so make sure when you're at the checkout give them the uh, checkout code Crespity so get 50% off the rest of this episode Choose the Cogburn. how you doing doing okay so does that mean we owe them money now because if it's 50% off nothing no they worked that out between it's at the store the podcast store okay wherever, wherever podcasts are so I don't know I just make the stuff I don't sell it you know what I mean wait we're selling this it goes but there's the, money being made here I think so <laughs> Excuse me? How else is there an industry? I don't get it. Joe <laughs> Rogan got $100 million. Where is this money coming from? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, speaking of Joe Rogan, it is hot outside, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's summer in Florida. It makes dude. you feel all, like puffed up and sweaty. Uh, anyways, that's our Joe Rogan segment. We'll be back <laughs> next week with more on Joe Rogan, where he's at in the world. Uh, the Drew Sikogma, where can people find you? Anywhere here, you can, you, you can listen to I'm my voice to yeah, on this podcast, just, just on the podcast, and that's it. I guess if they email the show, I mean, if they email they can, the show, they can get a message to you that way. Technically, you would then get the message, and then you could relay that to me. And then you'd be getting it. So the cinema crespity so at gmail.com if you want to relay a message to Drew Cogburn. But there's now a barrier, unfortunately. Yes. So. If you want to send them those dick pics, you're gonna to have to send them to me first. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're gonna have to they're gonna have to get Chris approved. I'm gonna vet them. I have to look at them. <laughs> like, oh boy, yeah, this dick's fine. And then I'll send <laughs> Drew, you got another email? Not looking any more dick pics. Uh, we can email me also at Cinema Crispy So Close. Why were we even? Why were we even that up? And uh, there's the Facebook group. You should get off Facebook. And there's the Patreon.com slash So You should get on that. Anywhere from $1 to $5 a month. It gets you access to the show. Uh, this week, we are doing an episode. I already did an episode. It's coming out this week on Wes Anderson. The films of Wes Anderson all in one episode. Uh, good times. That was a lot of fun. And you get the definitive Drusa Cogburn ranking of the Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. Super definitive. Super definitive. Sentence down, never will be changed. Never will ever. be changed. A lot of thought was put into it. <laughs> Same for my list. And, uh, yeah, what else we got going on? We just did Batman and Robin just came out. Oof, boy. That was a nadir for Batmanisms, for sure. You know? But, hey, now the Nolan ones are, are coming up, which means I got to start working on my Liam Neeson again. Mm. Love doing that. Liam Neeson person. Um, and then, uh, let's see, there's the Twitter, and then there's the Instagram, and there's the TikTok, and it's all Cinema Crespity, so pretty much just searching. I mean, it's a made-up made word. Yeah. 
It's, you know, it's, it's long and it, it's really uh, a pain in the ass to say yep. and to spell. So, guys. And to, and to explain. Which and, makes it easy and, to search for. And it was a poor choice many years ago. Many years ago when we stuck with it. It's one of those things where you do it enough times and it becomes like, well, now people expect it. People expect it to be bad. Yeah, you know. They don't like change. People do not like change. Mm-hmm. They really don't. Uh, anyway, speaking of change, you can email us and we'll read it on the show. Which is a Cogburn will uh, uh, say the mouth words. What is what is brain? I will read someone else's words. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> with your mouth, though. with my mouth. Yeah, there we go. And say them with my mouth. Say someone else's words, Drew, if you don't mind. This is from Gabe. What's up, Gabe? What up, show? What up? Uh, I'm at about sixty on my hundo. Ooh. Usually, I reserve it for things that actually interest me or look interesting. But I'm gonna be. D- Diving into some garbage to help cover the rest of the way. Case in point, I just watched 2019's Poison Rose with John Travolta and Morgan Freeman. Chris, you have to see this bloated garbage. Do I? It is so bad and so incoherent and so funny. Hmm. Dune can't get here soon enough. Oh, Dune, yeah. And he's got reviews for Bill and Ted Face the Music. Okay. Uh, it was a little slow, but then it started getting. Then I started getting into it. Oh yeah. From what I can remember, it's pretty formulaic to the franchise. The sense I got was, oh, hey, they want to introduce new people and pass it on. Not groundbreaking, but if you were a fan of the originals, I think you'd dig this one. I think so. I, I agree with that. Yeah, it fits nicely with the other two. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then Bad Boys for Life. For Life three. three. <laughs> there, <laughs> there are aspects that are similar to two. But I think this one was a little better. Still riddled with cliche action movie things, but still better. Man, I miss Martin Lawrence. He was so funny in this. Overall, okay. I just liked trying to figure out where in Miami they shot this stuff, by the way. That bad guy Marina is not in Miami. Yeah, it should have shot like L.A. or something for sure. Uh, yeah, I do miss Martin Lawrence. We took him for granted when we had him. Took you know, his presence and his comedy, and he's been gone. He's just been like fat and happy. Yeah, well, I mean, he made, he made a bunch of money, so he's gonna live off that money that he's he made. Live on that Black Knight money for a while. Good for him. Good for you, Martin Lawrence. We miss you, buddy. I don't know. And then I'm sure he got fat paid for Bad Boys for Life as well. Oh yeah, damn straight. Uh, and he will for the next one because they're gonna want to make another one. What's he gonna call it? Bad ba- Boys. Bad Boys <laughs> Forever. See now, now you got four two fours <laughs> in a row. That's terrible. Bad one, Boys. One two four four. One two, bad boys. One two four four. Oh yeah, one two four four. Bad boys. Bad boys two. It'd be funny if they called the first one bad boys one. Oh, this is gonna be a series. Guys. <laughs> We're putting all our chips down. This, this is totally a bad boys one scenario. It's like they can't call. They're afraid to call Dune part one because because uh, there is a part two coming. But and and if there's not, then it's part one's not gonna make a lot of sense. Part one. No, it's gonna make sense. We'll just end on the cliffhanger. You're like, wait a second, what? <laughs> Did the bad guys just win? <laughs> I think the bad guy is... Is this over? Um, dude, I just got a push notification yesterday on my phone from the HBO Max app being like, October 22nd, stream it at home. October 22nd, gotta see it in theaters. Yeah, guys, man, we're supposed to be seeing that shit in theaters, HBO. He's screwing everything up, Warner Brothers. I mean, I wouldn't mind watching Jungle Book at home. Or Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Sorry. Jungle Book, Jungle Cruise. Uh, $30 will get you that experience if yeah, you want. Yeah, fuck that. Exactly. Yeah, I'll just wait, I'll just wait though. Yeah. At this rate, four months, I think, maybe six months. I mean, Cruella I, should be available anytime soon. At end of this month, at the end of August. Cruella will be available end of August? See, what was it, like a month and a half ago? Yeah, you don't, don't got to wait that exactly. long. Which then, the, the, sound of, 
de-cinemize de- me, de-cinemize me from wanting to go to a movie theater sometimes to see some of these things. Well, it all depends on the movie. It does depend on the movie. Yeah. Like if you were telling me, Cruella, either see it now in the theater or you got to wait till the six, eight months or whatever for the eventually. Even then, it's just a rental. Oh, fine. I'll, I'll wait. You would wait? Yeah. I'd be more likely to be like, yeah, maybe I'll see it in the theater. Especially with the Regal app. As opposed to, oh, it'll be on Disney Plus and... Two months. I mean, I've been pretty busy lately, not using the Regal app anywhere near as much as I thought I would. That's true. You know, there's multiple movies out this weekend. Stillwater came out. I'd like to see that movie. Uh, just literally, who has the time? Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's it's life is hard, but we're gonna do our best to try to keep up with all this stuff. Uh, also, we're getting two years worth of movies squished into one year, mm-hmm. so that's 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 gonna start happening now, or the movie crush is gonna start happening. Um, and then Delta, Delta's killing everyone. Yeah. So. Well, not everybody. Which is fine. Yeah, I'm vaccinated mostly. Survival of the fittest, Chris. That's that's right. That's right. A L- little bit of instant evolution. I'm actually not very fit, so it's not good for me. <clears throat> no. Right. You're going to die. Yeah. Uh, but you're vaxxed. Well, that, so that helps. That's good. That well, plus one, plus one in the in the positive column. Juice of Cogburn, I have, let's see. Here are my uh, story topics. All the news have been split into the following topics. We have updates from last week, okay. multiple ones. We got a whole social media section. Mm. We got a. I split up now these news into just the comics, okay. so, so Marvel, DC, whatever. I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah. I got a whole new movie section. I got a very small old movie section. I got a tiny little TV section. I have a video game section this week. Okay, yeah. Uh, we got to talk a little bit about the biz. Maybe we'll start with that. That's some of the biggest news. And then, like I said earlier in the first half, I tease it. We'll close the episode with it. The crimes log. The, cr- the crime log. Ba-dun. The crimes log. There we go. I like that. Crimes log. Uh, well, first, real quick, Drew Sakagra, and I'm starting with, uh, well, let's do updates from last week. We're talking about uh, Lucy Liu and Bill Murray, this whole thing about this evolving story. First, it was Lucy Liu punched Bill Murray, and then the story came out. No, actually, Bill Murray rewrote a whole bunch of scenes. And uh, and Lucy like was like, how dare you? And then he was like, what's wrong with you? I gave you more lines. You're just a TV actor. You should be happy to be here. And uh, she yelled at him and then, and then ran off crying. Right? Lucy Liu now has given her version of the story. And it's not that Bill Murray went around rewriting stuff under everyone's nose. It's that, uh, what was it? He didn't want to show up <laughs> to like a, to something. It, it, this it, The story keeps changing. But it still ends with... Bill Murray yelling at Lisa, Lucy <clears throat> Liu, making her like belittling her, and then her yelling back at him, and then, and then uh, just not being well, not not doing good. Um, anyway, it's just a weird story. Yeah. It's a weird story. It is, and it's also from the movie Charlie's Angels. The bit. which no one. No, it was so long ago. Like who the fuck cares? No one thinks about it anymore. No. Like I, I've I've almost forgotten that it even that they even exist. Hell, I, I I've almost forgotten that the new one even exists. Oh man, I forgot that even faster than <laughs> even faster than full throttle or the other one. Oh boy, that, that new one stinks. Sorry, Elizabeth Banks. At, at least this, I wanted the, to like it. At least the older, not the old. Can't say the old one. The middle ones, I guess. I guess so. The, ni- the early two thousand ones. Yeah, yeah. At least those had crazy, crazy Crispin Glover like smelling yeah. things. <laughs> and Justin Theroux doing a wild Irish accent or Scottish maybe it was weird and here's another update from last week the American Pickers story uh, Frank what's his name Little Fat Frank the the guy who such an asshole they have to edit around him uh, and he was like I hurt my back I've been out for two years 
uh, Mike hasn't called me. Here's a little more explanation for why he's been out. Because last week we just said that he had a back, he had back surgery. And, the, and and he's like, Mike hasn't called me. He made him sound like a very callous person, mm-hmm. right? Maybe there's a little bit more to it, though. Maybe there's a little bit more to why they had to edit around him mm-hmm. on American Pickers. Uh, here's a new interview Frank Fritz. Uh, he talks about going to rehab. Mm-hmm. He says, I went to rehab, and I've been sober now for 11 months. I didn't like drinking anymore. My mom was an alcoholic. She died five years ago. It was alcohol-related. My grandfather was an alcoholic. He died. That didn't sit well with me. They gave me a lot of information, and we were booked up for 13, 14 hours a day. There was no sitting around watching TV or eating food. You were scheduled out for an hour. He's talking about the actual routine of uh, American Pickers. Being in rehab. Oh, rehab, yeah. Being in rehab. Um, but that was it. Apparently, here we go. I'm feeling really good. Life is good. I like to get back in the swing of things. I wish I'd done it five years ago. I would have been a different person. I it was the best thing for me, and I wish I would have done it sooner. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. Anyway, so maybe that's why uh, Mike has done with, has been done with this shit, and he's finally glad to have him off the show. Use the pandemic to get him out because this dude's uh, drunk. No. Yep. Eleven months sober though, so. Good so, for him. So good for you, Frank. I mean, if, if he was smart, he made a bunch of money doing that. Fucking, he should be set for life. I drank it all. <laughs> Alcoholics aren't known for making good decisions, uh, right? Uh, no, yeah, true that. No. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Wait a minute. How long have we been doing this podcast for? Actually, I checked that too hard. That was a... Uh, <laughs> Mostly bubble water. That was a, that was a smart move. Hold on, a give yourself some gut palpitations. Maybe <laughs> little vagina with the with the with the carbies. You know what's so cute on TikTok? Doggies drinking from the bowls of water, but it's uh, sparkling water. Even cats too. When you see them, the second their tongue hits, they they practically jump. Yeah. They're like, "This water is alive. <laughs> this yeah. is living water. What's it doing?" They don't understand. They don't understand science. Oh, it's so adorable. I love it. Love well, it's a good times. Let's talk about the biz. Um, Scarlett Johansson making waves this week by suing Disney for uh, lack of money made on Black Widow, arguing that the simultaneous simultaneous aforementioned at home release uh, caused her back-end points to suffer, and uh, she should have been making a lot more money. And uh, Disney put out a response that was like, this is a meritless lawsuit. The Disney Plus release actually helped make her money, and then they put in something like... um, Essentially, we're like, she should be happy with the $20 million she's already made on this, which is now other people uh, you know, who came out. Man, it wasn't just like no one who came out and supported Scar Joe. It was the head of uh, CAA, Creative Artist uh, Talent Agency, like the biggest agency in L.A. Uh, the head of that came out, and man, he was, this dude was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> the law, uh, no, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, uh, the Black Widow Disney Plus Premier Access has enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the twenty million she has received to date. So they're throwing her her paycheck out there uh, in public to to, to kind of rich shame her, I guess. Yes. A multi billion dollar corporation trying to rich shame one yeah. of their actors. Yeah, they'd be like, "How, how <laughs> dare you uh, uh, think you owe your own money?" <laughs> You rich person, you already have money. How dare you want more? This is our money. 
The ghosts will hear those ghosts. They'll get the ghosts of the studio. <laughs> ghosts of studios past. Ghosts of guests past. We're like, have me back on the show. We miss you. I'm trying to find the, the guys. Uh, uh, oh, the, ignoring the contracts of the artists responsible, blah, blah, blah. The, the, this will surely not be the last case where Hollywood talent stands up to Disney, etc., etc. Uh, uh, here we go. Brian Lord, co-chairman of the Creative Artists Agency. I knew I could find it. Here we go. This is him. They have shamelessly and falsely accused Ms. Johansson of being insensitive to the global global COVID pandemic because their, their thing was also like, she is not taking COVID into account. No. In an attempt to make her appear to be someone they and I know she isn't, the company included her salary in their press statement in an attempt to weaponize her success as an artist and businesswoman, as if that were something she should be ashamed of, he added. Yeah. Um, Agreed. As if it were something of which she should be ashamed. There you go. Fix that. Fix that for you, Billy. Scarlett is extremely proud of the work that she and all the other actors, writers, producers, blah, 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 have done over the decade, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, man, she she got paid $20 million so far. Good for her. She, she was probably expecting a 50 to $7 million payday, yeah. which is why she's suing for $50 million. Uh, and why not? She's been in fucking nine of these goddamn movies. I mean, she's been, like, one of the threads that runs all of these movies, she's like a, she shows shows yeah. up, she shows up in the Captain America movies. Yep. She's in the fucking Iron Man movies. Yep. Fucking, she ends up being an Avenger. And, so, and, and they're not putting her in all these things because she's not a box office draw or not marketable. Yeah. She she put that movie Lucy on her shoulders and she took it to a hundred million dollars box office domestic. I mean, people want to see Scarlett Johansson movies. Yeah. Uh, even the, that piece of shit, what was it? The one, the Ghost in the, the Ghost in the Machine? Oh, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost yeah, in the Shell Machine. God, that movie was so awful. That, that thing, that, that thing made, made a few bucks because people want to see the Scar Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway. Uh, I stand with Scar Joe. Hashtag I stand with Scar Joe. Um, and now, rumor is that um, Emma Stone, Emma Stone, for Cruella, which also got a similar... Thing? Yeah. No, she's like, maybe I should be suing for more money. How come I... I got points on my thing, and then they just put on the on the fucking Disney Plus. Mark Wahlberg sued Paramount for his movie Infinite, uh, that piece of shit that no one likes. That was supposed to come out in theaters. I never... Paramount just put it on Paramount Plus. Oh. That's right, no one has seen it. No one's seen it. Um, so Mark Wahlberg and Antoine Fuqua, they both sued Paramount for that. There's been a lot of lawsuits already for this shit. Uh, and then the fact that there have been other lawsuits, but then Scarlett Johansson does one, and people are like, oh, what the fuck? It's like. She's not the first one. She just happens maybe be the first lady to do it. Anyway, speaking of oh, lawsuits. The, the most successful lady? Oh, by far at this point. Speaking of lawsuits, Gerard Butler is suing uh, a few production companies for profits over the movie Olympus Has Fallen. There were profits? Apparently. Uh, let's see here. Gerard Butler wants his monies. They're doing, it's this whole funny, Hollywood funny math thing. So, mm-hmm. movies from 2013. And, uh, this is according to Variety. Butler's contract entitled him to 10% of net profits, plus 6% of, uh, domestic adjusted gross receipts above 70 million, 12% uh, of receipts above 35 million. He had, like, all these leveled out bonuses, right? Yeah. And, um,. Movie clearly made some money. So, according to Butler's suit, they got irregular accounting statements from the producer. They gave all the statements to an auditor, an independent auditor. The auditor discovered that the receipts were understated by $17.5 million. Mm. Producer's receipts were understated by $12 million. 
there was another eight million that went to executives, um, and that essentially a ton of money went underreported. Yeah. Uh, so Gerard Butler wants his money. It was a piece of pie for his movie. They made, it's his movie. He's Michael Banning. I'm Michael Banning. I'm the American, and people want to see my movies. There are how many of these? There's three of them now. Movies? There's three of them, and they're working on a whole new like trilogy of them. They are successful enough, Jurassic don't look at me like that. They are successful enough to be making these monies. Um, I'm checking here to see if it actually says how much Lobos is for has made. Pretty poorly written article here where they're not even like, oh yeah, by the way, this movie that they're arguing about made X amount of dollars at the box office. Wouldn't that just be... Apparently that's not important. Wouldn't that just be a smart thing to do? No, it's not important. The level of writing these days, for a few years now, on these uh, movie websites... Gotten worse and worse. It's just like bottom of the barrel because I think they have to find people that are willing to do this stuff for almost nothing. Yeah. Uh, like, so it's like real, talentless, untrained, poorly done writing and research. and um, Just the internet's been just bad overall in so many ways lately. Uh, it's well, all, so, that's what happens when you democratize law, knowledge. That's true. Uh, you gotta worry about your sources. That, that's true, and people don't worry about them sources enough to, to actually give a shit. <clears throat> the uh, speaking of the internet being bad, let's talk about the social media section of our news thing here, where uh, Machine Gun Kelly throwing some shade on the movie that uh, he's in, which is very funny. Okay, uh, but he but he does it in an interesting way. He's in this movie called Midnight in the Switchgrass. Okay, already that's that um, red flag. Yeah, right, <laughs> red flag. Um. It's the movie where he met Megan Fox. Okay, good for him. All right, so good for them. They're in love. His name's also Colson Baker. Ugh, weird. Good for you. His name's Simon Kelly. Machine Gun Colson. <laughs> God damn it. What a this motherfucker. Anyway, uh, he tweeted at Machine Gun Kelly, if I don't talk or tweet about a movie I'm barely in, it's because it's, and then uh, an emoji of a guy throwing away trash. So, uh, as opposed to promoting the movie, he's just saying, hey, if I'm not talking about a movie, it's bad. Or maybe he just doesn't like it for himself. That's possible. It's possible. It's uh, apparently based on the true story of Texas truck stop kill of Texas's truck stop killer. Oh, the truck stop killer. Wow, very inventive. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't sound very inventive. Megan Fox is a FBI agent. Oh, all right. Here we mm, go. That's believable. All right. I'm in. I'm in, I guess. Uh, speaking of social media stuff, wait, that's, what, that's the whole point of this segment. Sylvester Stallone put out an Instagram post of a ring that he designed for Expendables 4. Is he paying for them so everybody gets one? I have no idea. Just finished. Or, or is this just his personal, <laughs> like, this is, well, this is my commemoration. This is for the character. This is how it gets into the character. <laughs> his Instagram post says, just finished the designing the new ring that's what it says just finished the designing just finished the designing the new ring for Expendable 4 it's a little heavy but it'll definitely put some muscles on your fingertips look at that thing so is he just like obsessed with weird skull rings he's now been, he's been on to like skull crap lately skull rings skull shirts skull tattoos his, his fucking knives have skull hilts on them yeah ever since the Expendables it's all expendables, yeah. At uh, Hardy looking shit. It's such a maybe. Weird... Maybe that's who he is. Maybe that's who he actually is. That is who he is. That's hundred <laughs> percent who he is. He's a hundred percent. That is who he is. Ed Hardy's pretty cool, you know. Uh-huh. Hey, um, 
still, I check re- religiously through Chicago for Cobra to be available on some sort of streaming service. As soon as it's ready. We're going to watch it. We're going to do it. We're doing the episode. <laughs> I can't wait. It's Cobra. Uh, so Sylvester Sloan putting his janky-ass looking ring. It's a skull ring with uh, gem eyes. Looks so bad. It does. It, 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 it looks like pirate costume jewelry. It looks like pirate costume <laughs> jewelry. It also does look big as fuck. Looks big. Um, Lucasfilm hired a YouTuber who put up a video doing a deep fake of um, uh, uh, young Mark Hamill for in that episode of The Mandalorian mm-hmm. Season 2 finale where he did a side-by-side. Here's a Disney version. Here's my version. Look, my version is better, and I guess it's slightly better. They both still look like plastic shit. Mm-hmm. But the Lucasfilm, they hit that guy with a cease and desist. They sued him. They took his computer. They buried him underneath Magic Kingdom. Not true at all. <laughs> Not true at all. They hired him. They G- hired they gave him a job. They gave him a fucking job, which is pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty smart. So this, if uh, you can't beat him, have him join you. Have him. Have him. <laughs> have him join the, the have, get on the team. <laughs> have have them join the yeah. the conglomerate. Mm-hmm. We will just buy you. Stop criticizing yeah. us. We'll just buy you and go. Now go sit in a cubicle. Okay. Figure <laughs> figure out these twelve frames of like uh, of a uh, Carrie Fisher's a. Uh, cor- Crow eyes, mm-hmm. wrinkles. Um, oh man, now this is funny. Candace Cameron Burr managing to stay in the public, uh, whatever the uh, subconscious, whatever the pop culture, way longer than anyone for being a child actor from Full House, right? Yeah, she's really been sticking around. Well, because Fuller House, because of Fuller House, because of like, some of the, I think the Hallmark movies. I think she's yeah. done a couple of those, and also well, that being Kirk Cameron's. Kirk Cameron, right? Kirk, and the Kirk Cameron uh, is that, their brother sister, right? Brother sister. <laughs> and, and he's ultra fucking religious, dude. So is she. Oh, really? They're okay. So they're they're tapping into a different source of income. Yeah, they're getting yes. the God's money. Yes, exactly. Uh, but that God's money, you want to tap into that revenue stream? That God's money, it comes with its own cat of nine tails. Well, be careful! Yeah. Be careful what you do. So. Yeah, there, there are rules involved. Candace Cameron Burr had to apologize for a, quote, sexy and seductive, end quote, TikTok video she uh, did. Ah, she was too sexy. She was too, she was too womanly. <laughs> Somehow. I think because her the thing she's wearing is sleeveless. So I think that's what happened. Oh, that it was the arms. So basically, uh, she did a uh, video. The clip is set to a Lana Del Rey song, Jealous Girl. And uh, there's a caption on the screen that says, when they don't know the power of the Holy Spirit... And she's like sort of dancing, but not, you know, TikTok quote no. dancing, that's not dancing. She's sort of moving around, singing along to this song while holding a Bible. And here's like a still image of like... Is it, is it Sexy Jesus? Sexy Jesus. Drew, I mean, her shirt covers her neck. Does she want to get on her knees and start placing Jesus? You would think so, right? Does she want to feel his her that salvation all over she, her face? She wants Jesus to fill her deep, <laughs> fill her up good, and she wants to feel Jesus from the inside. Yeah. She wants to feel Jesus in her guts. <laughs> um, I mean, she's she looks like, besides for being sleeveless, it's kind of almost a school mom shirt that she's wearing. She has makeup on? I don't know. Uh, so she's holding this Bible, and it, the caption says something about the power of the Holy Spirit. And then apparently she puts up on TikTok, she shares it to Instagram, and then a whole bunch of people comment about how... Too sexy! She thought she was trying to be seductive or something. <laughs> she's too sexy. Jezebel, Chris. Um, beware and so beware, she, the, beware the sexiness of women beware women <laughs> so basically she says quote I usually don't apologize for these things but a lot of you thought it was weird and I'm sorry 
That's funny. And um, oh, so I deleted it. That's weird. Uh, it clearly means also said this so many of you thought I was trying to be seductive which clearly means I'm not a very good actress because I was trying to be strong not sexy or seductive so I guess that didn't work (laughs) sorry you're too hot apparently you're too hot for Christians oh man she runs this area now and then where she just like does a normal expression of humanity and then all her uh, quote fans are like (gasps) they get so pearl clutchy upset and then she's like, don't cancel me, cancel culture. And they don't. Because it's not a thing. It's so weird. Um, Domino's is upset with AEW wrestling. What? And this is pointed out on, it's the type of thing that gets traction on social media where it happens. AEW, someone, AEW, yeah. AEW. Like something happens on a TV broadcast and then they just share it on social media and it blows up, all right? So um, there was a match where... Uh, Chris Jericho, who is now 182 years old, I believe, okay. is wrestling. Part, part owner of this fucking weirdo company. He's involved in it yeah. somehow pretty high up. And um, he's wrestling this other guy. They're doing some sort of hardcore match. So the dude takes out a good old-fashioned pizza slicer like they don't even use anymore, the round one. Now they use that, yeah. that hacksaw thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they take the pizza slicer. Running across his head, he's like, "Oh, he's bleeding!" Like whatever, right? They cut cut his head with a pizza slicer. AEW does a thing where when they go to commercial, they just go picture in picture. So uh, he cuts his head with a pizza slicer. And it's Domino's commercial. Picture in picture, Domino's commercial. Not just a Domino's commercial, but like within seconds, a guy taking a pizza slicer, whoosh, cutting off a pizza, <laughs> whoosh, like within ten seconds, not even ten seconds of each other. Pizza slicer on Chris Jericho's head. Pizza slicer cutting up. Domino's was pissed off. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, probably a weird coincidence. Yeah. But still. It's like the uh, the Nigeria-Germany match. <laughs> you love that example for some reason. Dude, it's, it is <laughs> so fucking blatant. Like, I just, like, I wasn't even watching the game. I just looked over and just like, wait a second. Like, that's not right. <laughs> there, that's, do you, does anybody else see what I see so, right now? Is, is someone having a laugh. He's having a laugh. Um, let's talk about some comic book stuff, Drew. Spy photos have come out. Set photos, not official set photos, but someone took snaps of Ben Affleck in his new bat suit for the Flash. Oh, okay. Because the Flash yeah, is shooting. Yeah. Ben Affleck confirmed now to be in uh, the Flash in, in some capacity as as Batman as well. So we got Ben Affleck and we got um, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yep. Um, also, he's on a bat cycle, which is pretty fun. So we'll get some cool. uh, bat flake on a bat cycle. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. He gets one more go around. It looks like, at the very least, as a as the Batman character. We'll see what he makes of it. Yeah. This is sober. This is sober Ben Affleck. I think this will be our first okay. sober Batman. <laughs> It'll be our first sober Batman since Christian Bale. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know about Will Arnett. He's probably in the studio. Like, <laughs> seems like that type of guy. That was my character. I mean, Bojack Horseman. Yeah, come on. He's like, it's too perfect. He lives his life. Um, Meanwhile, the Flash production had to be halted because there was an accident on set where uh, a cameraman on a motorcycle, they were following uh, a bat cycle chase, and they crashed into the back of the the bat cycle. And they they got to the hospital and stuff. Uh, Pretty bad. Pretty gotta be shitty. Making movies is hard. Gotta be careful making these goddamn movies. Um, James Gunn has an idea 
for a Marvel DC crossover movie. Okay. His idea is taking one character from one universe and one from another. I'll even say this, Drew, because I want you to guess. He wants to take a character from movies that he's worked on. Which two characters would you think James Gunn would like to mash together to make a movie? We got a, a good question. We got someone from got pull someone from Suicide Squad. I don't know, it could be, yeah. And then he got pull someone from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Which two would you do between those two? I I would do King Shark and Drax. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a weird. That'd be a weird journey. A lot of stilted I th- conversations. I, th- I think it could be a lot of fun with uh, Rocket Raccoon and uh, Harley Quinn. That'd be a fun team up. Man, you are so close to Mr. Cogburn. <laughs> so what he wants to do. He wants to do Harley Quinn and Groot. Okay, yeah. I, get, I get it. You are so close. I get it. I, oh, yeah. I, I understand the appeal. Harley Quinn and Groot. And uh, he said he talked to the heads of both suits. He's already talked to Kevin Feige. He brought it to him. And he brought it to, I guess it's uh, Jeff... Jeff George, John John Berg, Jeff Johns, someone like that. Uh, he talked to both of them. <laughs> He's had this conversation. He wants to make it happen. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised in like within ten years, especially if something happens where comic book movies are making less money than they were. And like we see what the heyday was, maybe it will be end up being the Avengers Endgame or all that stuff. Uh, both sides coming together briefly, like let's do some sort of epic crossover I mean, to it, really boost attendance again. That that happened with comic books. So the, the crossover classic. So the movies has to take the same trajectory, right? Yeah, like, they did. Sales um, are flagging. We got to do it. We got to mash them up. Yeah, what was it? I'm trying to think of who it was Batman and somebody, the Teen Titans versus like the X Men. Ooh, fun, fun. Uh, I think it was Batman. And, I, I think it was. I have I have a couple of Batman Punishers from the mid nineties. I think there was. I think it was Superman and Spider Man crossed over. Oh, that's fun. A couple of do gooders, but one of them's a little sassier than the other. <laughs> one of them is an eternal teenager. <laughs> yeah, man, come on, age already, Peter Parker. Uh, Batgirl movie being made exclusively for HBO Max. Not not even a day and date with theaters. It's just a straight up HBO Max original, the Batgirl movie. They have found their Commissioner Gordon. And it's J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I mean, why not? Exactly, why not? It's not like he got to do that much in the movies he was in anyway. No. Yeah, it almost felt like um, a waste of like, oh man, you cast J.K. for Commissioner Gordon, then he does nothing. No. Um, so he's going to be in the Batgirl movie. Cool. And it's going to be about his daughter. So expect a lot of good old J.K. Simmons. That's fine. It's actually going to be working out pretty good, I, mean, I think. I think it's going to be good. Right? No. Yeah. I mean, it's not Gary Oldman, but whatever. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I'm just going to a whole bunch of new movie stuff here at Drew Chicago. I got a whole bunch of things. We got the Exorcist trilogy being made with Bloomhouse yeah. and uh, uh, David Gordon Green writing and directing them. Uh, Ellen Burstyn coming back. Interesting. To reprise her role. Okay. That's crazy wild stuff. Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, will be in the lead. The probably the priest character or whatever. <coughs> or no, maybe... Apparently the first movie is going to be about... Um, a father who hears about, you know, the story. And then goes to Alan Burson's character and be like, Can you help? What can you help with? Et cetera, all that type of thing. So, uh, Exorcist Trilogy coming. We'll see if that's any good. Um... Green Knight was actually pulled from UK theaters. Because? Because of uh, COVID. So, like, oh, okay. the theaters aren't closing, 
but the distributor for the UK was like, people really aren't going out right now. We're going to hold off on it. So they made a decision on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, that's still a possibility, guys. Things can get shut down again. If I wonder. Not. I wonder if, if you don't UK, tighten up. I wonder what the UK audience thinks of our, this weird third of this version. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would love to know what they think of it. Um, Will Smith is coming back to Netflix for uh, a new thriller, and it's going to be directed by David Leach, who oh. uh, you know John Wick yeah, and yeah. Deadpool uh-huh. too, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. He's got the the Brad Pitt assassin movie Bullet Train coming out uh, that he's making right now. So this one is called Fast and Loose, and it's a uh, it's just an it's just an action movie. Okay, fun. Oh, he wakes up in Tijuana with no memories. Perfect. <laughs> Will Smith amnesiac. Yeah, he has to play a mysterious man that pieces together two lives he lived before. One as a crime kingpin, and the other as an undercover CIA agent. Uh, which one came first, Chris? Ah. It's just a chance to see Will Smith do a little bit of training and then throw some punches in the movie. Yeah. All right, God, relax. We're wrapping up. Goodness gracious. <laughs> God's getting mad. He's like, I want you to post the episode already. It's almost 7 o'clock. Um, let's see what we're at timing-wise here. Let's see. It's, it's almost uh, 7 o'clock? No. This may... Uh, how many stories do I have? This may be not exactly an hour and a half. We'll see. How long this episode? If I maybe if I ramp a little bit like this, maybe I get a closer night. True loves when I uh, really just want to ramble about nothing. Over and over and over. over. Oh wait a minute, that's what we've been doing for ninety minutes. Oh, take that self <laughs> face, self face. Um, uh, we mentioned this before, Drew. The there's a secret predator movie that's not so secret anymore being made up in Canada, mm-hmm. and it's starring uh, uh, what's his lady from the Legion show, um, like her name's like Amber or Thunderleg or some shit like that. No. And uh, it's shooting under the name Skulls. Mm-hmm. Not not a very good code word, guys. No. If you're trying to hide that, it's a predator movie. But it's shooting under the name Skulls, and uh, word has gotten out that the movie will be about the first predator who comes to Earth. Oh, okay. So it's going to be like ancient times. Ancient, ancient, <clears throat> ancient aliens predator? Sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's like he it, it comes across an indigenous tribe. No. Yeah. And then there's like this one girl who's in the tribe who wants to break the gender norms of her tribe. They're like, no, you can't be a warrior. You're a girl, blah, blah. So but she's going to go kill a monster. She's going to go kill herself a goddamn monster. <laughs> Could be fun. Yeah. Could be fun. I'll watch it. Uh, you know this show, Bridgerton? No. On Netflix? I mean, you know about the show, I mean, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. <clears throat> it was talked about for a while. This is it's some weird romantic fantasy, yes. a good-looking black dude. Yes. Uh, uh, all the ladies want a bone. The show was so hot for that hot minute that this guy, Re- Rege, what's his name? He's got a little accent in there, so you gotta, you gotta give it the oomph. Rege Jean-Page. Um, it could just be Reggie. Mm. Reggie Jean Page. He uh, was... People on the show so much. It was so hot that people were like, should we make this guy James Bond? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's, wow. a, that's a big trajectory, right? Yeah. Um, he got himself uh, a big star. It's not James Bond, but it's close. He's going to be in the reboot of The Saint. Oh, okay. Good for him. It's pretty similar. It's a spy-type yeah. movie, but just with, I guess, more gadgets. What makes a saint the saint? Disguises? Right? Doesn't he disguise himself a bunch, I think? Like what, like, what makes the, the saint? The one, the one with Val Kilmer was very just kind of blah. Just a blah action. <laughs> they really shit the bed on that one 100%. So, 
Jean Page Page will be the Saints. Okay. Um, and a bit of good news, rare good news around these parts. The Die Hard prequel, Die Hard Year One, mm-hmm. is dead. Good. It's not happening. Awesome. Yes. It sounded oh, awful. Let's try to get that out. Thank God it's Dunzo, Bunzo, um, Lorenzo, Venatora. Oh, I, I definitely mm-hmm. added a couple of syllables in that one. Lorenzo de Bay, de Bono. Why is that one hard? De Bonaventura. Maybe I just never say that loud enough. Mm. It, legendary producer. It's been around for so long. Someone asked him about the Die Hard prequel. And he said, because there hasn't been word about it since 2018. And he just straight up said, yeah, no, it's not happening. Cool. Uh, their idea was, oh, and you know what? The the one thing that does make this a diehard movie that I do appreciate that they did. Um, the idea that they had, the screenplay they were working with, was not a diehard movie. Okay. So that make, yeah, it makes it more of a diehard movie. Yeah, yeah. It's something that they repurposed <laughs> it. And I was like, oh, I, I actually appreciate that. Um and he said, what was interesting about our idea was that it allowed you the ability to meet the young John McClane and use Bruce. So it was really interesting in that way. So you sort of got to see both versions of him a bit like Godfather Part Two. Yeah, no, no one wants that. Yeah, no. No. No one wants that. Uh, and we're not getting it. Good. Sounds great. Yeah. Great news. Great news for us. You know what we are getting? We are getting a new version of Haunted Mansion. Uh, that's one of these things where they're just Disney's perennially always trying, trying to make one yeah. you know and it's either they make it it's in production or it's stuck in production hell Guillermo del Toro almost made one for a while I'm sure they were like you can't have the ghosts fucking each other and it's like <laughs> he's like no but it's a central part of the plot it's, yeah. it's essential it's essential <laughs> this will be the jizziest ghost movie ever um and they're like have you seen Ghostbusters did you see House of Wax or at least the poster yeah, yeah. <laughs> the that poster so blatant <laughs> That poster is... They, they hired wow. a Parasol and Fred movie just because someone was like, I have an idea for a poster. <laughs> People are going to love it. Um, Haunted Mansion, the newest version, is moving forward. It's being directed by Justin Simeon, who's behind the, the movie and then Netflix show Dear White People. Okay. And... Uh, or maybe just the show Dear White People. Because it says it's his big budget studio feature debut, or maybe they're just splitting hairs here. Katie Dipold, 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 who wrote Ghostbusters in the Heat, wrote the most recent draft, and they just cast their leads, and they are Tiffany Haddish and Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, fun. Yeah. So expect some sort of a Haunted Mansion movie that is somehow tackling the issue of race <laughs> yeah it's gonna be slightly comedic too yeah, it's gonna be always gonna be comedic no they're gonna have to lean hard into that especially if you're gonna, it, to feed all this medicine about this like racial politics they, it's gotta be a lot of sugar so much sugar um speaking of sugar Taika Waititi Okay. Let's <laughs> see if we're going to do anything with that. He is working on the Flash movie. Flash Gordon, I should say. And he's been working on that for a minute. And we got an update on that where apparently he was writing a screenplay for a while. It was going to be animated. But as he was working on it, he was like, you know what? I want to do this live action. So Taika Waititi's Flash Gordon will be live action. Can we get Chris Hemsworth to go bleach blonde? And yeah, why not? <laughs> and just do it. He should do it. He should do it. 
He should do it. <laughs> Flash Gordon, New York quarterback, New York Jets. Oh, my God. He'd be perfect. He'd be so good. He'd be perfect. I mean, if it doesn't, I mean, he's already doing the Hulk Hogan thing. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's doing Hogan. Hogan's which now, is still, which is oddly perfect as well. That is weird. Hogan's now commenting on his Instagram, like, Python's looking good, brother. Um, the uh, If they could bring back Brian Blessed somehow, that'd be awesome, too, because that guy is wild. Uh, Tom Hanks is joining the next Wes Anderson movie. Their first so time means, working together. So that means he'll probably be in all the rest of them. For the rest of them, Because yeah. <laughs> that's the way it works. It, they're just dipping their toes in it and seeing if it works out, and then there'll be a whole bunch of them. It, it is also supposed to be, like, cameo in size, but it, it made the news. Still, it's fucking Tom Hanks. Yeah, working with Wes Anderson for the first time. About, and he has these huge casts. I mean, he has his own yearly holiday, Chris. Yeah, every year year we celebrate (laughs) T-Hanksgiving. We love our T-Hanksgiving. Perfect time to watch Big or uh, the Bachelor Party. party. Road to Perdition. Hell yeah. (laughs) And you're like, is that Daniel Craig? (laughs) (laughs) What is James Bond doing in this movie? (laughs) And why does it look so much like Paul Simon? Is that Paul Simon? (laughs) No, not Paul Simon. What's his name? Paul uh, Newman. <laughs> Paul Simon. Man. <laughs> I mean, even weirder movie. That, that salsa's gone downhill. Paul Simon salsa? Ugh. That's terrible. You mean Paul Newman? Newman? No, no, I'm talking about Paul Simon Paul salsa. Paul Simon had salsa? Yeah, it's and, salsa. So it's not Newman's own? It's terrible. Yeah, he had that, uh, you, you, you can call me Al Carnitas salsa topping. Okay. Oh, boy, that's not good. <laughs> you can call me Al <laughs> when I was a kid, you know, you know that music video I'm talking about with Chevy Chase. No, it's Paul Simon and then Chevy Chase standing next to him and pretending to play instruments. Uh, when I was a kid watching that, it, it tricked me into thinking like it was good. <laughs> just because so. it was Chevy Chase, I was like, it's the guy from uh, what was I watching when I was a kid? Nothing but trouble. Oh boy, I was a stupid child. I was a stupid, stupid. We child. all were. Speaking of stupid, stupid children, here's a TV story. Um, LeVar Burton has made his Jeopardy hosting debut. Did it work? He's doing great. Okay, He's doing great. He's awesome. He's LeVar Burton. Um, But his very first episode debut was sort of undercut a little bit by a slightly bigger story. And that one of the contestants set a record. For? The lowest score. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. Ever. Um, this contestant ended the round, second round, with a negative score of $7,400. Wow. So this person In is debt. almost $8,000 worth of stupid. Yeah. And America got to see it. LeVar Burton got to see it for, for, yeah. very, first, for the very first one. Um, Choked under the pressure. Oh, man. Guy's name's Patrick. <coughs> Poor guy. Make up to Patrick. This episode, the rest of the episode is now in the memory of Patrick. Uh, very sad, very sad thing. Um, and also the rest of this episode is going to be free. So the entire episode's been free. Use promo code Drizzle checkout to get the last six, five, six minutes for free. Uh, Waterworld sequel. What's coming? Kevin Costner? Yes, no. Hmm. Don't know. That'd be weird. But we do know it's going to be a TV series. Ooh. Mm. I'll watch. It's going to be interesting. I'll watch. Is it, I mean, is there, uh, it's, are we going to have Gil people? Let's see. Uh, are the smokers still going to be around? According to the, the smokers. We got the smokers. 
Uh, I love the smokers. They just got jet skis. The Hollywood Reporter says that Universal is uh, working on it. It's going to be set 20 years later. Okay, so that means they find dry land. So to... It's not a myth. I've seen it. And they find it, and there are horses. Yes, horses. And then they see the Statue of Liberty. And, it's like, <laughs> and then, and then it, you blew it up. A- apes in armor come out. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, space balls. <laughs> there goes the planet. Um, Dan Trachtenberg, who uh, did 10 Cloverfield Lane and di- is working right now on that Skulls movie. That's actually the Predator movie that we were just talking about. Um, he is already signed on to work on this. It's going to be expensive because, you know, water world. It is going to be expensive. That's exactly what I was thinking. You're doing it as a show. How much of it's going to be CG? You're going to have to be using, like, water tanks every episode. It's going to be crazy. Uh, and also, this guy doing the thing where... He's not even done with his current project, and he already has his next one lined up. Good for him. So, case, so, so no matter how bad it is, he's or, already going to be doing something else. Yeah, if it already bombs, it's like, well, shit, Waterworld's about to come out on uh, AMC or HBO. Well, it's Universal, so that would be Peacock. Yeah, so it's probably going to be... Peacock. It's going to be a Peacock show. That's terrible. Why would anyone do that? <laughs> video games. We mentioned video games. Here's a cogmer. This is hysterical. Uh, 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 who is it? Someone brought a discrimination lawsuit against Activision, Activision Blizzard. Okay. Okay. Um, and in the discrimination lawsuit, it was like, you have a frat boy culture. Women are discriminated against. Uh, sexual rights. It's all the worst things from the yeah, 80s yeah. and 90s. You uh-huh. guys still do it in the 2000s. You guys are a bunch of bros. Yeah. Like, it's not cool anymore. You guys are a bunch of gross bros. And the things you do technically have been illegal this whole time. So we're now just starting to crack down on it. Um, Activision's like CEO put out a statement where he was like, "This is all bullshit. It's meritless." So they put out like a Disney statement. Where it's yeah. like, "Fuck you guys. This is all bullshit. None of this is happening." Uh, the employees of Activision were like, "This is happening. You know, this is not the. We wanted to see a statement that was like, we recognize that things have to be changed and fixed. We're working mm-hmm. on it, not digging in your heels." So there was this whole thing where now a thousand employees that'll walk out. Oh, nice. Um, Good for them. The, the whole division that works on World of Warcraft, they have just stopped working because they're like... Oh, that's going to piss people off. Yeah, morale is so low that like, we're not even doing anything anymore because this sucks so much. Uh, so we'll see what happens with this yeah. with this lawsuit. That's pretty funny. How Interesting. The CEO just shot himself right in the, right in the money foot. Well, I mean, he'll get an, I'm sure he's got a golden parachute. All these guys do, right? Yeah. So even if he fucks up royally, he's still going to make a fuck ton of money. They also had a Cosby suite. Ew. Right? Isn't that weird? This is in 2013. So this is pre-Cosby being like arrested and stuff, but there were still like people knew. Like Hannibal Burris knew. People knew. Ew. Uh, They had a suite where they had a framed picture of Bill Cosby, and it was for like... uh, uh, Entertaining purposes, mm-hmm. uh, 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 socializing, that type mm-hmm. of thing. But you know, you know yeah. what it's really for. Yeah. Gross, gross. But of course, you know, Cosby so famously loves video games. Yeah. <laughs> um. Final. Oh, here we go. This segment brought to you by McGruff, the crime dog, and his crime log. You left a big old take, demon take, crime log outside. Take a bite of the crime. <laughs> take a bite out of crime. No, not that right. Not that one. That's a. That's just an old baby Ruth bar. Um. There's a jewelry heist. Okay. That happened. Uh, maybe heist is a strong word. There's just a theft. $3.5 million in jewels. Drew Cogburn. And this happened in... Where did this happen? This happened in the street. Okay. In the street? In the streets. The streets. Uh, why, why does it say where? Is this another case with just terrible writing? Yes. Um... 
Perry. I'm gay Perry. We're in Paris. It's in the streets of Paris. And uh, a heist happened where someone robbed a, uh, uh, a high-end gem store with, not by knife and uh, got away via electric green scooter. Okay. All right. Uh, they were eventually found and arrested later, but not because of witnesses. This is all known because of surveillance footage. The reason why there were no witnesses, was, despite there being a lot of people around, was because all their attention was focused on Jacqueline Van Damme. Oh, who was around the corner? He was just on, on the same street, just happened to be there. He was like in a store, hanging out. He was in an eyewear store. <laughs> get some glasses. He was just trying to get some glasses, and people were like crowding around and making a big deal. It's like, it's him. It's our, it's the Muscles from Brussels. He's almost our national icon. I guess Brussels is Belgium is French. French, it's Frenchy? Sort of. it, it's Frenchy. It's Frenchy. But, but like Montreal is Frenchy. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Doesn't mean it's France. Um... But he was there, and they're like, oh, my God. And then a, a, a jewelry heist happened right up, right around the corner, right next to them. He should JCVD it, bro. He should JCVD him. That's what I'm saying. What had that been amazing if he just, like, spin-kicked them and killed <laughs> them all? And then he went a real national treasure. Um, remember Foxy Noxy? No. Amanda Knox? This lady? This one who was... Uh, the whole thing with the Stillwater movie with the, the girl who was, like, arrested and convicted for the murder of another person... Nah, it doesn't ring a bell. Well, the, she was a big old story. Okay. Back, back in 2007, okay. she was a, convicted for murder and then eventually acquitted okay. uh, of that same murder. Uh, and she was called Foxy Noxy in the press and all Be- that. Because she's a, an attractive woman. Because she's an attractive young American woman. Um, So now that the Stillwater movie is out, which has sort of similar, uh, pretty similar like story plot points, mm-hmm. she is mad, mad. That she didn't sell her story to Hollywood? Correct. Um, does my name belong to me, my face, what about my life, my story? What does my name refer to events I had no hand in? I return to these questions because others continue to profit off my name, face, and story without my consent. Most recently, the film, hashtag Stillwater. I mean, I'm sure it's vaguely the same story, but we're not following her character. Mm-mm. We're following her dad, and I'm sure her dad didn't actually do any of that shit in movie. Yeah, man, her dad still... <clears throat> her dad, Stillwater, is not Foxy and Oxy. Also... Uh, she says by fictionalizing away my innocence my total lack of involvement by erasing the role of the authorities and my wrongful conviction McCarthy reinforces an image of me as a guilty untrustworthy person uh, I have not been allowed to return to the relative anonymity I've had before uh, Perugia resort that should happen you're just angry that you're not profiting off it that's all yeah you know it's hard to be like my reputation's being sullied when you're uh, even exonerated convicted murderer she is an exonerated, convicted murderer. All those things are true. I mean, so is... I mean, I mean Bill Cosby's an exonerated, convicted rapist. He's a... No, he's not exonerated. He's just been released through a, from a technicality. But he was a convicted rapist. <laughs> and uh, the judge also said he can't be tried again. So it's like that That ruling stands. Yeah. He can't be tried again for those same crimes. There's other crimes. Um, anyway, that's in the episode. Thank you, Drew. You're welcome. And you're welcome, listeners, for this week's show. We'll be back next week with something else. I don't know what. Oh, yeah, 448. The Suicide Squad. Suicide Squid. Well, it's going to be something. I'll tell you that much.
A PFT Media Production.